What's up, I'm Not Like You? It's your co-hosts, Eileen and Esther. We're good friends who don't have much in common. Except our plans to have more fuck yes moments in our lives. Let's do this, boo. Yeah. Hello, Esther. Hello, Eileen. <laughs> we're, we're coming in with laughter because we were literally just laughing because we were chatting as we always chat before we start our episodes. So Esther knows I get a little like I need to shift my energy. And she's like, wait, before we start, do you need to like shake around or like do something with your breath or something? <laughs> so she did that. And then I started laughing hysterically, but I got a, a lot of injections in my face. Today. <laughs> I got my Botox and my filler and I do my filler around my smile lines and the way that we did it today. I think it's called a cannula. So instead of doing like dot, dot, dot around your smile lines, it was like one injection in a needle so they numb your face. <sighs> Same way like your face hurts after you get dentist, like work at the dentist from the numbing. Like that's how my cheeks feel, even though I didn't get filler on my cheeks, just like the whole smile experience. It's kind of like after you do one of those like bullshit things where you have to smile all day and like laugh at people who are not funny. That's <laughs> what my face feels like right now. So every time I smile, it feels like a full body experience. So <laughs> we're going to we're going to laugh less on today's episode. <laughs> today's episode is going to be very serious. But actually, you know, me injecting my whole face today is very on topic. Um what are we discussing today? Um well, today's topic is can you be old and 40 and thriving? No, I don't want to do can you be old. <laughs> well, that, okay. that is not attached to what I just said about my beautiful well, face and filler. No, can you be old? Just for and thriving. So let me explain, dear co-host and audience, why the topic is can you be old and 40 and thriving? So, okay, here's how this came up. So typically when we do our podcast episodes, one of us comes up with the episode concept and then has to pitch it to the other one. And so I came up with this one and then Esther was like, yeah, but how are we going to do it? And so here's what happened. I was chatting with a friend who is probably 15 years younger than me. Cutest little thing you ever seen in your entire life, literally die for her. And she texted me, oh my God, she's, she's new to Austin. And she's like, oh my God, I am at the Soho house in Austin. We totally need to join here. And so I wrote back, actually, you need to join here. I'm old. And oh, she God. wrote back, you can't have a podcast about being 40 and thriving and then call yourself old. And I was like, touche, girlfriend. Yeah. I was like, you're right. Like, I, I totally need to change my language about being old. But then I kind of thought about it and I was like, no, but I can't join the Soho house because I'm too old to join the Soho house. And it's like known that like, if you're joining the Soho house, you're like in your twenties, maybe in your thirties. I don't know if that's true. I've never been, I've been to the Soho house maybe three times. So I don't know. I don't know what the rules are of the Soho house. Okay. So very fair. Wait, can I disclaimer that really quickly? Yeah. I believe that it's an Austin thing. I think that if you mm -hmm. were to talk about the Soho House in West Hollywood or in New York or in London, maybe it's aged up a little bit, but in Austin, it's known to be like a younger crowd. 
Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't know how this younger crowd can afford to join the Soho House because like I wouldn't be able to pay for that until I was an older crowd. So <laughs> tech money probably, nice, but yeah. Nice Soho House Austin. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the vibe of the Soho House. Maybe when I'm in Austin, we should do a little drive-by and see if we're cool enough to join. But I agree with your friends. We are 40 and thriving. There's no old. I'm not going to connect myself to any oldness behavior. Sometimes, sometimes I feel old. <laughs> like, I mean, this week I've done, or last week, I did have to have my first colonoscopy. And I think that that's hashtag old. <laughs> I think that that's like immediate, like, oh man, you're being wheeled in for an old test, an old person's test. But like, you know. <laughs> Other than the few health things that come along the way, which is so funny because when you think about like what the generation before us, like the people who are mentors at work or like our parents' friends, when they'd be like, one day you wake up and everything just hurts you <laughs> and you look in the mirror and your face fell down. I was like, whatever, <laughs> you're so crazy. And now I'm like, oh, wheel me in to get my colonoscopy. And while I'm there, can you just shoot my face up with some collagen? Thank you. <laughs> uh, I love that so much. Um, excuse me. Eileen needs a sip because she's so old. <laughs> Her throat is dry from being old. And she also doesn't know how to mute her microphone because she's so old while she's coughing. This is my narrative. My, I'm being the narrator of Eileen's house. And that's making me laugh. And also, I've, I have this lovely beverage, a Kinu Fork, which I've talked about on the podcast before. And it's kind of sparkly. So it's not really great for if you're choking. So hold on. Okay. okay. She's, so here's the thing. she's alive and well. Okay, tell us more about so, thriving. But I think this is like, I think this is a good honor like you, Boba, because I think you can be old and 40 and thriving. And you're like, fuck that. I don't want to be old. I just want to be 40 and thriving. So I think like we have defined that we have two different perspectives on this. But I think what I was trying to say was like, I shouldn't call myself old and limit myself in what I can do because I'm 40. But at the same time, like I want to embrace it and like, it's a great topic for the podcast because like these are the things that we're constantly talking about is like up-leveling our life in our 40s. And so I did some crowdsourcing with some girlfriends mm. on like what it means to be 40 and thriving because I was like very curious, the opinions. One of my girlfriends said, it's it's about being like, I'm really into being a zillennial. Oh, <laughs> what does that mean even? Well, so that was a word that I was not familiar with, but I feel like you and I both want to be zillennials, which is basically like, we want to be millennials. Well, we are millennials. We, we are want millennials. to be Gen Z. <laughs> oh. The thing is, is like, I don't... Okay. I want to be Gen Z because I think... I think that I would have been a badass TikToker. <laughs> no. You would have been. I'm not, I'm not be. accepting... I'm not accepting old, but like, I am not going... I texted Eileen the other day and I was like, so if we're going to be like boomed on TikTok, we got to get implants. <laughs> like, Gen Z <laughs> oh, yeah. is just like implants and like dancing in your bikini. Like I am too old for that type of behavior to live on the internet. However, so, but like Gen Z's got it down. It's like, we're not going to sit at a desk. Like we are going to make careers out of our personalities, out of our hobbies, out of like, they just live this different life that I admire. On the flip side, I'm petrified for our children <laughs> who, whatever they're going to be, Gen QR9, 710, I don't know what generation they are, but to live in a world where like everything is filtered. And I can tell you, we do full transparency on this podcast. <laughs> 
I have since acquired the Facetune app. <laughs> and once you start fucking with that, once you see yourself Facetunes, you can never look at yourself again on Facetunes. It's like you see a different person. You're like, oh, I can't post that on the internet. I need to put my <laughs> fake lip filler on and my bone restructuring surgery before I put it on the internet. And Gen Z is an entire generation who we're talking about 40 and thriving. I don't know how they're going to, I don't know how they're going to accept the day that they do look like 40 year olds, which is still like gorgeous and amazing and fashionable and everything that we are truly are and our friends are. But to not be able to look at yourself without applying a filter is something that they've been trained since the day they've received a telephone. So like, I just called it a telephone. There's no way they call it a telephone anyway. So now I've aged myself by like a hundred years. But like, there are things about Gen Z that really scare me. And there are things that I think I wish I could embrace in a different kind of way. All that to say, like, I'm into being a zillennial. I mean, I like that <laughs> phrase. I accept it. Let's do it. Well, but I wonder if, just going back to the face filtering for a second, which is really funny because, yes, full transparency, we always face with ourselves when Bobby. we post on Instagram. No, but that's a we- recent thing. It's not always. Like if people look at our photos... It's not always. We I just learned how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we just we literally before we started recording, we just had a conversation about face tuning some of our photos. So like that's that's real talk. But yeah. it's it's interesting because the video app that I use for work has really good filtering effects. And so I think that I look different than I do. And sometimes I'll like then I'll jump on Zoom or like I'll look in the mirror. I'll be like <laughs> <laughs> Right. It's imagine imagine being taught from the time you're like 12 years old, that you can't look the way that you look naturally. Like I can't, in that way, I don't want to be Gen Z, but yeah, you know. Well, I mean, that's that's definitely a a podcast topic that we should think about for another time because that whole idea of like the image that you create for yourself, I mean, that goes so much deeper than just filtering, right? That's like- the life that you want to look like you live on Instagram or whatever, not really being your life and then having to let other people feel and all those things. But um, I yes, think that- we're going to record that inspo. I'm going to write it in our notes. Oh yeah, right in our Instagram podcast. is reality. Yeah. Oh gosh. I mean, that will take us a lot of time to unpack. But I also Googled 40 and thriving because I was like, what are the topics? What are people talking about? And guess what? Like not a lot of people are talking about 40 and thriving. There was like not really any recent content like around this subject. So I feel like it is a a really good conversation to have. And in talking to my girlfriends, as I said, that I I took an informal poll of some of my besties, what they thought 40 and thriving meant, which I love, love, loved. And I think we talked about it like in so many different ways on this podcast is like 40 and thriving means like peace. Right. Yes. Like it's like, don't give a fuck like what other people say, care most about what I think, what I value, very thoughtful about where I spend my energy and not giving energy to people who don't deserve it. Like one of my girlfriends was like, she's a stay at home mom. And she was like, um, what? You won't know what a Shakti Mat is. I've talked about it. Oh, you do know what a Shakti Mat is. I, I do know what a Shakti Mat is because I needed a gift for a friend and you were like, get a Shakti Mat. And I Googled it. And I purchased it. And then I was like, who in their right mind? I'm giving a gift to someone that if someone gave to me, I would burn it outside. <laughs> like it's a mat of needles and you lay on <sighs> needles. Like that is not a gift for me. Okay. I'm not like Needles you go in your face, not in your back. 
I don't think you listeners, I wish I had a code for Shakti because anybody who knows me or has spoken to me recently knows that I have a deep obsession with the Shakti mat. Anyways, I recommended it to her. It's acupressure mat or the mat of death as Esther has lovingly referred to it. (laughs) And she was like, it's the middle of the day. I'm lying on my Shakti mat and I don't give a fuck. Like that's 40 and thriving. And I was like, you know, I love that. Like these are interesting perspectives and like, you know, whether it's thinking about it from the position of like financial security or feeling like you've solidified your position in your career. Like, I think those are all the reasons where you can be like, yeah, you know what? This is a fuck yes. Like I can feel good about this. But there's also the flip side that was shared in this sort of like crowdsourcing, which is like, it's really challenging to think about how social media tries to make you feel about being 40. Like, like as if you did something wrong by turning 40 and like, here are the ways to stay young or look young yeah. or act young. And I think and that's an interesting conversation, right? It's like that what you're exposed to and all the content being so focused around, like you either have to like overcompensate for like, yeah, I'm 40 and thriving. You can't just be like 40 and like living your best life, right? It has to be like thriving or like you're 40, you feel old and like you suck at life. Right. Well, I love everyone thinking about what their definition of 40 and thriving is. And if like, you don't feel like you're checking all those boxes, like working towards getting to that from, you know, I think other than if we're really honest with ourselves, like other, well, okay, that's not true. But in many ways, other than like how you look, most people are probably happier in their 40s than when they are considerably younger because you have a little bit more direction, you have more financial freedom, you have achieved a lot of your goals as opposed to like still trying to build the life that you want to have. Every age that you're in, every age group, there's struggles in your 20s, there's struggles in your 30s, there's struggles in your 40s. But by the time you get to your 40s, you have something that you've already grounded yourself in and it feels really good. And to Eileen's point, you've already got to a phase where you're like, fuck it, I don't care about those things anymore. I don't care about X, Y, and Z, whatever used to kind of burden you in a lot of ways you've released yourself from. So 40s is thriving. Other than the fact that you do need to inject your face every (laughs) three months, that gets very expensive. Let's go back to financial security. You're going to need the dough to pay for that. If you're listening (laughs) and you're not in your 40s, you got to start saving because it's a burden. Well, let me, so I I am so aligned, which will not be a surprise for our listeners that like, we are really in this place of trying to change the narrative around like what it means to be 40 and thriving, which I think is what this friend was really trying to say is like, don't tell me you're old and you can't, like you are literally like the epitome of 40 and thriving, which I so appreciate. And I, I do agree with, except for, I think the other thing to consider is like, okay, so then what about the midlife crisis, right? Like what about like the restlessness? What about the conversation? And Fleshman is in trouble where like there is that level of stuckness or sure you may have established yourself in your career, but you're miserable. Right. Right. Like then what about all that? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Tell me the answers. (laughs) Is this an episode of me being like a futurist? I don't have the answers to all of these problems for everyone. But I do think to your point earlier, like 40 is about thriving and it is about like this chapter in your life where you do have more power and control over where you go next. Mm. So it's like a, like a perspective shift or a mindset shift potentially. Right. Like if inflation is in trouble, the, the challenge that both of those women are facing is like they're not really taking charge of the things that they're struggling mm-hmm. with in their 40s. That's really what we talk so much about on this podcast. Like 
just because you're in a situation that you are not happy with, you have an opportunity, especially in your 40s, given the things we just covered, Mm. to take some time and make them different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think what we really like, one of the things we honed in on there was like remembering that there's choice. Right. But I don't know. I do think that the the midlife crisis thing is real. I, I think like for me, that probably happened more in like my mid to late 30s. And that helps me see clearly like that idea of having choices and like what you want to be beholden to and not necessarily living up to someone else's measuring stick. Because I think like if I looked back, if I look back at what I would have, where I would have thought I might have been at 40, to an extent it looks similar, but it also looks really different. And like, I have to check myself every so often not to be disappointed that I didn't turn out to be the person that I like really drove hard in my 20s yeah. and early 30s to be. But I'm so much happier. And I think that's like the the thing to to really challenge yourself on is to make sure that you're doing it for yourself and not for like someone else's version of success. I feel like the movies have trained us to see a midlife crisis as like yeah. a lot through the a men's point of view. Like you get a Porsche, you get a younger wife, you get a, a <laughs> hair transplant. Like I don't think the pop culture has taught us what a midlife crisis is for a woman. So I don't know that by the checkbox, check whatever, the list that the TV has shown me for what happens to a man that I could be like, yeah, women do X, Y, and Z. <laughs> I don't know what the midlife... Point. I don't know what the midlife crisis would be for a woman. Like, okay, so I got a two-door car. Is that a midlife crisis? I don't know. I don't know. They never told us. Who should tell us? That's such an interesting point. I also thought where you might've been going with that, which is, which is also an interesting perspective is... Um, why does it have to be a crisis? Like, why can't it be mm. like a reset or a reevaluation? Because a lot of good can actually come out of it. Well, because I think in the way that they speak about men who are having a midlife crisis, it's kind of like you blow up your life and you fill it in with new toys. I, I don't, but again, like, I don't know what the female version is. Like, sure, you could also blow up your life. We could get a Porsche. We, like a woman could get like a 20-year-old boyfriend. I don't know, but that's not what the movies told us. The movies haven't told us anything yeah. other than like, we're going to like shrivel up and turn into like Yeah, like that's so interesting. Like yeah. the perspective, like the gender perspective, right? I'll like see I now. guess women are not even worthy of a midlife crisis according to the movies. We need to, now we need to come up with a plan. We need well, to write what a midlife crisis looks like. I feel like there's something here because I, like I said, like when you Google 40 and thriving, it's like, 40 is fun, fabulous, and flirty. And like, <laughs> it wasn't like, it was like, there was nothing substantive about it. And I, it's not to suggest that there's nothing substantive about being 40 and thriving on people, but like, I literally couldn't find one article to read with a perspective on like, that's like a very mainstream yeah. way to define this age. And so, I don't know. I feel like there's maybe some white space for us here to <laughs> or maybe women don't need to have midlife crises. Or maybe they don't need somebody else to define what 40 and thriving means for them. Fine. Wow. I, I, boom. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. Fuck, Fuck yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I am going to think a little bit more about what I want this year to look like as I continue to be in my 40s and thriving. We did start this episode with how my face hurts. We're going to end it with how my face hurts. <laughs> And say it's a wrap. I hope everyone that's listening uh, is thinking about how they're going to continue to thrive. And if you're not 40 yet, 
we gave you some good sound advice here. <laughs> Eileen and I are going to also start thinking about all the ways Hollywood has missed and pop culture and media, period, and Google. I'm going to chat GBT this question <laughs> of what does it mean to be 40 and thriving? We will follow up with everyone. And until then, we will see you next Friday for another episode of I'm Not Like You. Fuck yes. Bye.